Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. Here we are, episode nine. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and I'm joined by the delightful M. Ooh, delightful. Hello. I try to mix it up. I try to use a different word uh, just about every week. Friends of Far Out is a gaming podcast for all of those who enjoy gaming with friends. The Friends of Far Out podcast lives in that welcoming spot where we find games for young children and anxious adults. Em, how does this week find you? Uh... <laughs> Mine's tired. My answer to that question would be tired. I am, I I am a I'm, bit tired. I'm in the same boat like the weather is turning around which is nice oh it's um, nice out yeah that's that's coming around which is nice but otherwise it uh has definitely been a, a busy week it's um it's exhausting i find myself doing the semantal at 2 a.m and then and I that's not up. good for anybody you don't need no. to be exercising your brain like that at two in the morning no 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 and no. I wake up and I'm tired and I try to go to sleep and I can't go to sleep. And it's just a vicious cycle every single day. But Man, that is frustrating. You know, what are you going to do in these dark dystopian times? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to play some video games. Yes, you are. Woo! And uh, what better video games to play than ones that are on sale? So we're going to start off today's show the way we start every show, and that is by taking a dip into the bargain bin. M, what do we have this week for our first bargain bin selection? So I originally bought this game a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and now i bought it i had it on the ipad and then i bought it for the switch and i started playing it again on the switch and then i re-picked it up not like re-bought it but i started it again it's a point and click because i Mm -hmm. love those uh truber brook it had some mixed reviews but i go in not reading the reviews so Truberbrook is down 75% from $29.99. It's $7.49. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very sci-fi. If you liked Thimbleweed Park, if you like the X-Files, if you like, dare I say, Twin Peaks. Oh. It might be something that you enjoy. Some of the mechanics are a little hard to operate, and some of the puzzles are extraordinarily hard. Oh, okay. I mean, hard to to execute on the controller or just hard to figure out? Hard to figure out. Oh, okay. And I don't look up the cheats, so I just sit there and pick at it. (laughs) We all know that you're a purist when it comes to that. Oh, so some of them are very, very, very difficult, but... It's it's fun. It's dialogue heavy, but it's I think it's I think it's worth it. And for seven dollars and forty nine cents when it's originally thirty dollars, I think that's a pretty good deal. That is pretty darn good. All right. True Burbrook. All right. Uh, My first one in the bargain bin is a game that I have not played, but it has been something that I've been watching. So I think I'm going to give it a try. That is 
Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Yep, you heard that correct. Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. It is a, an adventure game, uh, sort of um, sort of in the neighborhood of like a garden story. Um, so um, it, it's sort of that same uh, view there from, um, you know, not quite overhead, but almost a three-quarter view down. Um, and you do play as the main character, Turnip Boy, who uh, and under, according to what I'm uh, aware of, he accidentally commits tax evasion. You know, I as think that's you do. A, a big fear of a lot of, especially millennials. Really? When they're doing their taxes. Yeah. I, I was think, unaware of that. Yeah, that people are accidentally going to mess up their taxes and go to jail. Wow, I didn't know that that actually was like a, a real. A real held fear, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, there are tons and tons of memes about it. Hmm. Oh, all right then. Um, now, your turnip um, it happens to be an absolute menace to society. This is from the description. After failing to pay his taxes and getting evicted from your home, you must go on an epic quest to pay back your massive debt to Mayor Onion. <laughs> so... It uh, it looks like a very uh, very interesting game. You're dealing with uh, corrupt uh, vegetables and fruits. So <laughs> uh, the corrupt vegetable government try to tear down the corrupt ver <laughs> vegetable government. It says users who liked it also like Garden Story, Cozy Grove, Toem, Carto. So those are some games that I do enjoy. So it's I figure been on my list, but might want to give it a try. A little too much combat. Yeah, it certainly looks a little heavier than you might like. Uh, I I'm interested to get in there and see, uh, see some of the um, uh, the the accessibility features to see if they can help mitigate that a little bit. But Turnip Boy is so cute. So he's adorable. I he know. is adorable, and I do love that. Uh, so that's my first one, uh, Turnip Boy. I'm not sure if I even went through it, but it is on sale for seven dollars and forty nine cents. That is 50% off its uh, normal price of $14.99. And this game just came out. The uh, The release for this game was April... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It came out a while back. But um, it is uh, it is getting a lot of attention. The reason it came onto my radar recently was because uh, it just came onto um, Game Pass. Game Pass is where I might play that game. So did come on to Xbox Game Pass, so I may play it there, but it is on sale on Nintendo Switch, $7.49. Again, 50% off from its low, uh, from $14.99, and that is its lowest price ever. All right, Em, what's your next selection on the in the bargain bin? This is another game that is on my list of games to pick up. So it is called Wide Ocean big jacket and it's a quick game okay i did read i didn't read a lot of the reviews but i did read some of the like user submitted quick reviews and people really really enjoy this game uh it's very very positive it's takes place on a camping trip you're on a camping trip i think with your aunt and uncle and okay. cousin but right. it's it's like a short puzzle game but almost like a story and right. the visuals are really cool 
and people just really really enjoyed the game but it's I think it takes 30 minutes to an hour so it's down 75% from $7.99 so it is $1.99 so for a game that would take you half an hour to an hour to play $7.99 might be a little steep but people loved it so maybe but $1.99 yeah I'd definitely snatch that up Oh, that's a no-brainer. I have a I have seen this game around and been it's been something I've been looking at for a while as well. I have a some kind of sort of mental problem with the name of this game. <laughs> and every time I see the name of this game, I cannot I just immediately in my head start singing pieces of the cake song uh I want a girl with a short skirt and short a long skirt. jacket. With a short skirt and a long, long jacket. jacket. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess the big jacket just makes me think of that that song for some reason. It I'm it, my brain is broken and I don't know why that does it. But every time, I don't know. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, long jacket. I'm like, wait, what? No, that's not. This is not a fun not fact. The same. Jay is. Yeah. I can. I know every single word to that song. That's that is a fun party trick that I like to pull out. My parents love when I do that because nice. I do it. That's a good I one. do it with the cadence too. Sometimes nice. I even I'm my own backup. <laughs> I do there the na 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 na. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh-huh. Um, my <laughs> my only similar trick like that is uh, knowing all the words to Ice Ice Baby. So that's I can do that. So that's something, I suppose. <laughs> Not something good. But Not something, something good. <laughs> but something. All right. My next pick in the bargain bin is definitely a departure for the type of games we normally talk about. This one is called Captain Subasa: Rise of Champions. It is on sale for $14.99, 75% off its normal price of $59.99. Matches its previous low. Um, this is a anime soccer game what <laughs> it is yeah this is anime af it is so <laughs> unbelievably anime uh every thing that comes up you play as these middle schoolers uh who are on a soccer team and of course soccer is the most important thing in their world and every single things that ha- thing that happens in the game is the most important devastating thing that has ever happened or, or the most exciting thing that has ever happened. A uh, lot of emotions <laughs> in this uh, for the uh, for the characters in this game. Um, it's just a lot of fun. I, I kind of I'll like to mess around with a sports game every once in a while. And I saw this one, and I was like, you know what? I certainly don't follow soccer or football. Uh, well, uh, you know, football internationally. Um, <laughs> Not American football. I do follow that, but I don't follow soccer or. I only follow you know, American football, the emo band, the Midwest emo band. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> it. Just that one. Um, but um, you know, but I, I like a. I, I'll mess around with a soccer game every once in a while, and I like, uh, I like, the anime uh, sort of tropes. Every once in a while, there'll be a cutscene in the middle of the match, and again, something dramatic will happen, or someone will whip out a completely unbelievable move where their ball turns into a dragon or something and it's wow. just like yeah so it, it's it's pretty neat um the uh the, you know you have to obviously get through the soccer parts but uh if that might be a game where 
if you and Dougie were to sit down and play that game, uh, your partner, I think you might uh, you might like it. Maybe he plays the uh, soccer parts, perhaps, and then you go through and make some of the choices. Because uh, <laughs> there is a lot of story there. A lot of story there. And uh, I don't know. It's just a pretty fun game. And at fourteen ninety nine, I think it's definitely worth a try. At least check it out. You know, at least people could check it out. But it, it's interesting. When it was originally sixty dollars, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd no, it's a full price a, game. It's a full, a full price full game. That's a full on bargain. Yep, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a full price game. All right, what is your last one? Okay, so a few episodes ago. And by mm-hmm. few episodes ago, I mean a season ago, because we have been uber consistent. I'm really proud true. of us. <laughs> that is true. And I'll tell you, say whatever you want about the show, but we have been consistent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but please say positive things. Leave us a, a review. Um, yes. <laughs> during the winter time, I had a game in the bargain bid called hidden paws p-a-w-s i do recall that hidden yes. paws and it right. was a game about finding kittens outside to bring inside during the winter time <laughs> mm-hmm. now, as you do yep now i have summer paws which is guess what <laughs> finding bringing the kittens back outside for the summer well, it's, it's or we kind bring of them like, inside again. It's kind of summer. finding kittens in different holiday scenes. So okay. you're at the beach. You're um you're at like a nice little holiday home. It's very reminiscent of Yonder, the Cloudcatcher Chronicles, because in mm-hmm. Yonder, one of my favorite parts, and this isn't this is like a a side quest that takes the a huge part of the game. There's tons and tons and tons of these little tiny cats everywhere, all over the game, and it kind of rem- and they're adorable. And while you're playing, you just hear meow, meow, meow. And if you hear it getting louder, then you know to there's a cat. There's start a cat. looking around. It's kind of like my real life, and I'm like, I hear something, I hear something. <laughs> Go get, yeah, go get I a like cold to walk cut. around everywhere and just go. Does anyone else hear that cat? And then everyone just looks at me weird and says no. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's fun. So summer pause is down fifty percent. It's only four ninety nine originally, but it is two dollars and forty nine cents. So if you are looking for some anxiety relief, just finding little cats. Because who doesn't want to find little cats? I always want to find little cats. I have a little cat somewhere around here. So you can go find them. I can go no. find. <laughs> I can go find her. She's she's yeah. around. Uh, so summer pause. That is two dollars and forty nine cents. What is your oh. last game? What is at the bottom of the bargain bin? Way, way, way deep down <laughs> in there, I have found a game that I have played. Um, I have not beaten it, but I have played it uh, a fair amount, and that is called. That game is called Journey of the Broken Circle. Uh, so for those listening at home, I want you to think about what Pac-Man looks like. TM. A um, wheel and... of cheese with a with a sliver taken out. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and uh, 
but this is a little circle that so you're playing like a pac-man looking character but he's not doing what we would imagine a pac-man to do instead he's rolling around and uh he's on a journey to try to find his to find to, to complete himself um <laughs> and he meets sounds... other he, he meets other people along the way uh this is like a little bit of a platformer uh, but there's a lot of story there. So, um, you know, you're just kind of rolling around. Not a big death penalty if you can't do it. Um, but it's got a really interesting little style and some interesting mechanics with the different things you get. You link up with a balloon at one point so you can kind of fly. That you link up with very like a, wholesome. A, yeah, you link up with like a little stick at one point Aww. and you can kind of, you know, use that to grab onto things. Um but it's just sort of interesting. It's a sort of an interesting little game, and certainly uh, a good deal for its on sale price of a dollar ninety nine, which is seventy five percent off its normal price of eight dollars, and uh, that matches a previous low for it. So a dollar ninety nine, Journey of the Broken Circle, worth checking out for sure. That, All right. that sounds very wholesome. So I I think yep. I'll check that out. Definitely. Emotion, All right. Emotional state dependent. Yes, yes, yeah, but that, that one, yeah. There is actually some emotion there, which is, uh, you it know, sounds uh, unexpected. Like it. Yeah, a little bit, yep. Um, all right, so let's transition, let's keep the train moving, let's talk about what we are currently playing. Do a little stretch uh, so, before this. Now, Em, I know exactly, <laughs> spoiler, I know what you've been playing because I <laughs> I've been playing the same thing quite a bit, and almost every time I've logged onto the Switch in the last couple of weeks, who do I see but you on there doing the exact same thing I'm doing? So uh, that game, of course, is Stardew Valley. Uh, we've both been playing quite a bit of Stardew Valley. Something new and uh, different lately. for me. You know, just a quick switch up, you know, trying to keep it new, keep it fresh, keep it different. Uh, but no, I started a new uh, I started a new file on Stardew Valley Um Again, not much of a mystery to the listener because they have the the description. We're gonna talk Before about when we get back from on, break. Before you go on, what um, what kind of farm did you choose? So I went with the standard farm, okay. and my rationale there this time was I've gone through many of the farms, but I went with the standard farm this time because if we had a new player coming to the game, I would probably recommend them to start with the standard farm. So I figured. I was going to do the standard farm again just to, again, refamiliarize myself with how I want to approach that, you know. So that was my rationale there. But, I mean, I've done the mountain farm recently. I've done... Um, I had the I've forest. The, the one I have, yeah. my, my large save file, my... The save file that I have that I meant to... It meant to be a co-op with... Dougie, but mm -hmm. it I let him pick out the farm and he picked Forest Farm, which I had never played before. And so my current like save file with the most progress is a forest farm, which I would have never chosen. Mm, interesting. Which is, yeah, which is interesting. I've done the river farm. I, 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 I river have farm. I have the beach farm in my. I never new did save. the beach one. I, I love it. One. Yeah. Because I'm a I'm a fisher. Oh okay. Yep. Because I'm a a, a fish wife, the, not a fishmonger, <laughs> a fish wife. Right. 
uh yeah i love fishing and just searching through garbage cans for bread uh so i you know uh seeing me playing stardew valley again both of my daughters are once again jumping back into Stardew Valley, and they're like, oh, yes, I'm going to go in, too. And one of my, my oldest daughter did start a new file, and she chose the uh, she chose the beach farm this time around. So It's very aesthetically that, pleasing, and your starter yeah. house, it's, it's adorable. Very so cool. I do it's, – it's interesting, I think, to co-op – before we get into our like the meat of our episode oh it's yeah yep. interesting to co-op with a person who has never really played stardew valley because when we were talking about this episode mm-hmm. and stardew valley for beginners it was like oh yeah but stardew valley for the two of us at least this point mm-hmm. is almost second nature Absolutely. So when I was playing with Dougie, even the most simple things, like I I hit the inventory and Dougie asked, does hitting the inventory pause the game? Yes, it does. So there are just so many little mm-hmm. nuances that I overlook yep. because I've been playing this game for what feels like an eternity. <laughs> yeah. But in reality is hundreds of hours. We've, you know, it's, I, yeah. I don't even know how on my main farm, I think it's over 200 hours. Yeah. Probably. But on my, yeah. like on my side piece farms, like one's at one was at 78. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I may be collectively, close to i think i'm over probably 500 hours on this game overall i played it on the ipad before i played it on the switch so So, i I mean i don't even know i've bought this game i have bought this game uh, again at least three or four times uh, for myself alone let alone for my children so you know again i've i've bought it that many times and played it so much on everything i've ever bought it on so uh, we'll talk more about Stardew Valley for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll we'll go on the, and on after and the on. break. So we'll we'll go on a deep dive after that. But what else? If, if you had to take a break from the farm, what else has been capturing some of your time? I took a break from the farm uh, mm-hmm. for for a little bit. I played Welcome to Elk. I picked that up when it was on sale last week. Uh, now that was... has some very interesting cover art. I. It almost looked like Adventure Time-esque. It did have that look to it. I agree. Yeah. Hand-drawn, I... like, um, yeah, very, yeah, whimsical Adventure Time. That's a good description. There were, so I wouldn't say, how can I describe this? I wouldn't say this game was necessarily cozy, Okay. But people who enjoy cozy games will like this. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm with you on that. I All like right. the art style is cozy. Um, right. However, the subject matter, uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but it is about, it's, I think it's biographical. I don't think it's autobiographical. I think it's biographical of different people. And the harsh realities of living in like a small rural uh 
Nordic fishing town. Sounds very cool. But there's some, like, some of the mini games are almost a little, dis- I'm, almost, a little disturbing. So I wouldn't say it's for children. Well, that's a good warning. Okay. Yeah, it's not for children because, some, but the life lesson, like, it is a life lesson because it is real life. And these are biographical two people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll have a cutscene, and a real person will come on and tell their story. Mm-hmm. And it'll go back. And oh, okay. I thought it was a really like cool... a real life person, like a yeah, like, like a, a like actual a... video of a person. Yeah, like an actual video of a person that Whoa, okay. they took inspiration from this person's story to put in the game. That's kind of neat. And every full, time, full motion video in there. Yeah. Every time you complete a little part, like an act one, act two, every little part of the story, you wake up and there's a bottle on your kitchen table with the story in it so you can reread that person's story. So All it's, right. it's cool. And there's some, there's some Twin Peaks, David Lynch references. I can't escape Twin Peaks. So few of us can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about something else I've been playing. When I've taken a break from the farm this week, I played a, uh, a game that I bought recently on sale. And that game is called a shady, the shady part of me, shady part of me. Uh, wow. It's a really interesting game. Have you seen this game or anything no. about it? Okay. So I think right off the bat, when you saw it, you would be scared of it. It's it sounds scary or yeah. it sounds like it could be about a really adorable tree. Yep, unfortunately, no. So, <laughs> darn um, it. <laughs> shady part of me, it is definitely a little creepy, a little scary. I haven't seen anything yet that has been overtly scary or anything like that. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out exactly it's very the narrative is very um emergent like i'm not it's not totally clear exactly what's going on you can tell that it's emotional it's sort of dreamlike it keeps um, it's vague on purpose yeah yeah and uh it's clearly you play as a, a young girl protagonist who's clearly dealing with some emotional struggles but uh what's interesting about the game is the whole game is presented in a manner where you both play you walk around as the girl in a 3D environment while you're trying to solve little puzzles to move forward. But then also you can play as her shadow on the wall uh, and like a two as a 2D uh, thing. Huh. So she's kind of working together with her shadow to solve um, to solve these puzzles. Um, and it's like, again, it's a very interesting situation. Um and again, it's not totally clear exactly. You're like, mm, I'm not sure exactly what's happening here. Uh, I'm early on. I'm not. I'm not totally done. Um, I'm not, not anywhere near done. I just sort of started. But it's broken up into chapters uh, and different acts. And so I'm gonna. Re- I'm really interested to see where it goes. And um, again, it, it's really an interesting style. It's beautiful, but also a little creepy, a little weird. Uh, definitely emotional. Um, very, very surreal. It's cool. It's, it's a cool game and it's a cool one to check out I, for you. I don't know that you'd like it, but 
might be worth checking out on a video, but I feel like you might be a little bit like, nope, this is scary. I don't think scary, I like this. Scary, <laughs> emotional, no, no. No, oh, no, not checking a lot of boxes there, but it is pretty cool to just check out. And it's cool because, again, the girl moves around in the, in the foreground in a 3D environment. And again, the shadow is on the wall uh, with a 2D environment. So, so like um, Peter Pan, or like there's a graphic, yeah. there's a graphic novel like that too. Uh, yep. But, all right, all right. So shady part of me, pretty shady, cool. Not an adorable tree, which if it was, no, I would. That would be a great. I would. I play would that eat game. that. I would up. play that game too. <laughs> It's uh, it's no longer on sale, but I got it on sale for uh, just under ten dollars. Normally, though, it's fifteen dollars. So, so it's it'll not probably crazy, go on sale again. Yeah, I bet it will again. Um, but uh, it it was something that I had on my list, and it was something I picked up because I thought it was uh, I thought it'd be fun, and so far it is. I'm enjoying it. Um, what else? What else? You've been playing anything else? So, I played Welcome to Elk. I played the whole thing because you can play it in one sitting. Oh play. wow! Okay, so mm-hmm. it's not that not crazy. Play long it in a couple hours. And uh, yeah, I think it took me four hours tops. Oh wow! Okay, so that uh, is. Cool. I played it yep. over the course of two days, but gotcha. after that, I was kind of like, "Whoa! I need I need a palate cleanser," mm-hmm. because Welcome to Elk, although it's very whimsically drawn and right. presented mm-hmm. it's almost like parts of them parts of it is drawn and then when you go to sleep it almost looks like a charcoal drawing okay yeah it's very cool um i'm not going to say like i have a whole a whole thing about it but i don't want to give it away um sure. so I really needed a palate cleanser after that because it was uh, emotionally heavy. Right. So Sam and Max Save the World. I've never played a Sam and Max game, but I love a point and click. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little basic for me. Okay. For the level of point and clicks that I play, like the level of puzzle games. Mm-hmm. You just wanted more of a challenge, you mean? Yeah, but it is, it's it's cute, it's funny, the characters are cute, so it, it is a good palate cleanser. I got it on sale. Okay. But the puzzles are, you know, you're a, it's a dog and a rabbit, and they are, uh, I think, they're not police, they... They're sort of police officers, but they're like detectives, but like the free agent detectives. And the puzzles are, for example, the one of the first puzzles, you have a closet full of cheese and it's supposed to be Swiss cheese, but it's not. And since you're carrying a pistol... It's a very easy solution to a puzzle. I don't know. I can't solve it. Tell me, what would I do <laughs> with the pistol and the cheese to make it Swiss cheese? So, hmm. but no, I'm only kidding. But the, char- yes, but the <laughs> characters are cute. The dialogue is good. Right. Um, it is a little wonky to play on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. So, would I rather play it on a PC? Yeah. 
Yeah, that one's, that's one that's that's better suited for that. You've got okay. a real achievement, so. Yep. Share out yes. your share yes. out share My your news. My last game that I finished playing. I am a real deal gamer now. One hundred percent on Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Last episode, I said I'm going to go for the hundred percent. I got it. One hundred percent. Woo! Man, I really had a great time with that game. You know, um, going in and I played the demo. I I will say that game did a horrible job with their demo. I was (laughs) like, eh, I don't know if I like this. I, I don't know. But it was much better. It was so much better than the demo, which uh, uh, normally doesn't happen. Normally they show you their best to, to try to really reel you in, but that did not really happen. But we ended up getting it anyway, and everyone has really been enjoying it. Uh, and I did as well. Mouthful and mode for the whole family. A mouthful mode for everybody. <laughs> yep. So I definitely had a mouthful of Kirby. We did great. Uh, what what flavor would Kirby be? Maybe bubblegum. He looks like Pepto Bismol. Pepto Pepto. Yeah, that's what he needs. That chalk flavored. Yes, he's he's chalk. He's chalk. I right. hate the way Pepto Bismol tastes. Yeah, I'm not a fan. What not is a it? Fan. Pink bismuth? Is that what it's? Pink bismuth is the yeah. uh, generic name, I think. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. So that's that's right. Kirby flavored pink bismuth. <laughs> there it is. Mm-mm. Mm. Some delicious Kirby to help you with heartburn. <laughs> Mm-mm. All right. So, again, we've both been playing Stardew Valley. Uh, M dove into Welcome to Elk and Sam and Max Save the World. I've been uh, dabbling in uh, not only Stardew Valley, but also Shady Part of Me. And I got the 100% on Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Um, before we take our break, it's time for everyone's favorite new segment, Reality TV of the Week. Do, 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 do. Reality TV of the Week. Now, since the last time we talked about some reality TV, M, I watched a little bit of the show, which I can't remember the name Is at this moment. Is it Old Enough or? Yes, Old you Enough. Old, I watched uh, a little I didn't, bit I didn't think you were going to watch Married at First Sight. <laughs> nope. Took a pass on the Married at First Sight, but <laughs> I did watch a little a bit of the Old concept. Enough. I did watch a little bit of Old Enough, and man, is that an awesome show so far. I really, really <laughs> like that show. It is so cute. And the it's kids, delightful. they get so frustrated, but then they're so proud, and oh their my parents God. are so proud. But the tasks they give these kids are impossible. Like, I'm not sure if I could give an adult I have met plenty of 18-year-olds who could not do some of these tasks. Because it's some of the tasks. I remember in one of the episodes, the little girl had a hat that looked like her grandmother's hat to put on the shrine. Yes, I I saw this one. I saw this one. And then she had to go to her neighbor's house to give the neighbor like a maternity band from her mother. Then she had to turn around. There was like five or six steps. She had to turn around and go to the shed where her grandmother put the vegetables and get a cabbage and an onion. But she misunderstood. So she pulls them out of the ground. Yes, and, and the was... cabbage is really in there, and yet she somehow twists she and twists it. and unearths this she cabbage. Was three 
this enormous cabbage that is bigger than her head. When she got home, the mom was like, how did you carry this? What? I, what? Yeah. They fought. Fu- she gets home after dark, too. It gets dark. I, I read an article <laughs> about this um, because you see the people running. Actually, all the civil, most of the civilians on the street are actually part of the crew. Are they? Okay. To watch over the kids. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. So they'll they'll watch over them. As... I think it's unbeknownst to the kids, though. I don't no, think the kids No, the kids, kids don't even realize with no. the camera person following them. They're like, oh, hello. No. Um, but with that little girl, they followed her with a flashlight, and she didn't even realize that, that it wasn't dark around her. Yes, right. <laughs> but yep. she's carrying this. What, it was a cabbage or was it a cauliflower? I, I thought it was a cabbage, but I don't know. It's like I real think it's life cabbage. LARPing Stardew Valley. <laughs> yes, it was. It's hard to be a farmer when you're four years old and regularly. Unbelievable. My other favorite episode that I've watched so far. I've only watched a few the of them. The fish? But did you watch that one? I did not the watch the, the fish, fish one yet. Oh my God, you got to watch that one. But I did watch one where like a boy was told to like go home and make some juice. Oh my god. <laughs> and and bring it back. And he goes home and he just like gets distracted by playing with this dog, like this just dog that's roaming around the neighborhood. So he's just he's just playing with the dog and running around and just not doing it at all. And his mom has to call him on the house phone like three or four times <laughs> to try to like encourage him to actually do the task of making juice. And so So when she told him to make the juice, she told him to like fill up the juice container to like, like maybe three quarters of the way up or something. He he finally makes the juice and brings it back. He was drinking out of the container. Out of the container. Doing it. He made he made enough juice where everyone had like maybe a (laughs) sip and a half of juice. It was. (laughs) And they were like, "Good job!" And the mom's. Oh, everybody's everybody's so proud of him, and and whatever it was fine, but like it was like, oh my god, dude, you didn't even make any juice for anybody. He so they've most, been working in like the orchard all day. They were they had like a mandarin orchard or something. Yes, that's what it was. Yep. But most of these kids, they do really really well, and if they forget like a, they'll. That's the only kid on this show mm-hmm. that I saw not complete his task the other kid that i saw not complete his task when it wasn't really his fault he was probably three and a half four years old he had Mm -hmm. his sister with him who was maybe two and she's crying and crying and he's trying to walk her up to the (laughs) grocery store and she's just screaming that she wants daddy and he finally gave in and he's like, okay, let's go to daddy because he was just so tired, this four-year-old. Meanwhile, he demonstrated more patience than most adults that I probably would uh, would encounter. But he, so he very, eventually, very he, he was so tired by the time he got back to his dad, his dad's like, okay, now you got to go back out. He's like, I can't do it. So the dad, I can't do it. the dad, this dad was a softy. He was from New Zealand. <laughs> And his oh. wife was Japanese. <laughs> and he walked 
the kid to the mobile yeah. the mobile grocery van and then the kid had to go into the van himself and get the groceries but he was exhausted dragging his two-year-old screaming sister all around town <laughs> that is unbelievable so what else though other than that i know i've been dipping into that but you have some other reality TV you've been so watching this week. So The Circle is back on Netflix, and it is a crazy concept. I mean, it's almost like if they took MySpace Top 8 and they made it into a TV show. Okay. Do you know what The Circle is about? I don't, but I, I know what the MySpace Top 8 was. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I don't, the I don't know what The Circle is. The Circle is a social experiment where a social experiment, quote unquote, it's a it's a reality TV show on Netflix. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> um, where they're in these pods, and I think they shoot in the UK. They're by themselves in these pods, and okay. they have to make a profile for themselves. They can either come in. So, if say I'm on this show, I can come in and say. I'm M, I am on a video game podcast, and I can do real facts about my life, or I mm -hmm. can make up a completely new persona with different pictures. It can be someone I know. It can be someone I don't know. Okay, so you could just have up a total fabrication if yeah. you want. So I could pretend to people who generally do well catfishing – are people who catfish as their own spouse or as like, so say if I was catfishing as Dougie, mm -hmm. because people who generally don't do well catfishing are the people who are like, I'm going to be a hot guy and I'm going to be from California when they're originally from Maine and they don't know anything about California and another player is from California and starts asking them, they don't have access to their phone. Mm, <laughs> so you can't gotcha. look so, anything yeah, up. Right. Um, and if you're saying that, you know, you're an athletic 22-year-old guy, they start asking you about sports and you don't know anything. Right. It's going to look suspicious and people are going to not trust you. So the whole mm. point of the circle is you have to gain the trust of the other players and each week they have to rank each other. And the top spots get influencer positions and oh, they can like kick each other off. But some people will say like, oh, it's like they're like a, a hot girl and it's like a 40 year old man. Or it's this one kid is 25 and he's pretending to be his own Italian mother. <laughs> oh, my God. To gain the trust of other people. And it's working really well. This is wild. So I always said that if I was on the circle, I would go in as our friend Gina. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I know enough about her and I uh -huh. think I could I could pull a lot. <laughs> All right. So she she knows that if I go on the circle, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend to be her. But yeah, so the circle the only thing that Netflix is doing now, they release four episodes and then you have to wait a week and then they release four episodes because I think they're losing so many subscribers. I actually like that better. I, I mean, not I necessarily for the subscriber reason, but I, I do like when there's when they kind of 
stretching out a little bit sometimes. No, I, I instant gratification. I need it all at once. <laughs> oh, no, I, I like it. I like it delayed a little where I have to kind of, you know, come back to it. Because uh, otherwise I'll just go crazy. I'll watch them all. And I, I want to like with things like um, like uh, Disney Plus does that with like the Mandalorian and stuff. Yeah. They release it once a week on Fridays and it's like, all right, now it's out. Now I can check it out again because I, I wanted I want to stretch it out. I want to enjoy it over time. But um, the other the last thing we're rewatching this show okay. is the coziest. And this is why I wanted to mention this. The coziest, coziest reality television show of all time, The Great British Baking Challenge. Have you ever watched this? I have this? heard that this is a cozy one. Oh, it is. There's no prize. Glory it's, is the prize. You get, you get a, a, a cake, a cake stand, and yes, glory. But the whole time that these people are on this show, they're just, mm -hmm. if the person next to you is struggling, they help mm -hmm. each other. The whole point oh, yeah. is they want to become better bakers and better people. And what more could you want? And, and the greatest gift is the friends we make along the way. And Noel Fielding, like real treasure, old Greg, if you will. Of, okay. of internet fame, the mighty Boosh. I don't know if you're you're aware of that. I'll I'll send it to you later. Not on my radar. You you've definitely seen it. It was a very sure very popular video, probably in MySpace era. I wasn't super active then on social media either, <laughs> but I, I I've heard some of those words you just said. But other than that, I got nothing. I heard some I of nothing. the words. Um, I've heard of that mighty whatever you said. The I've mighty Boosh. Uh, yeah. He's one of the hosts, and he is such a treasure. Like, he goes around. He's And even Paul Hollywood, who can be quite harsh, mm -hmm. if you get a handshake from Paul Hollywood, people flip flip out just over a handshake. If they get Star Baker, they start crying. They call their families. You're not winning money. You're just getting the gratification that That's it. you're respected and you're becoming better in your craft. And it's so whimsical. And they're, they have all of their pastel-colored baking stations. <laughs> that is so wholesome and wonderful. I That's know. what we all need right now. So if, if you're ever feeling anxious, this is... I'm I'm very very serious. For anyone listening, for all of our eight listeners, <laughs> if you're ever feeling anxious, just put on the Great British Bake Off, and you will feel a thousand times better. All right, I promise. That is that is a friends are far out guarantee. That is an awesome, awesome guarantee. <laughs> so we are going to take that with us into our break. You are listening to the Friends of Far Out podcast. We'll be right back after these words. Stay right there. This episode of the Friends of Far Out podcast is brought to you by food subscription boxes. Do you kind of like cooking, but don't like going to the grocery store? We got you covered. Whether it's a box of meat or a box of weird vegetables, 
They'll be at your house whether you want them or not. Food subscription boxes. You don't have to go to the store at least. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and with me here is M. Hello. Dear listener, there will come a day when you feel crushed by the burden of modern life, and your bright spirit will fade before a growing emptiness. When that happens, you'll be ready for this gift. What is that gift, you ask? The one. The only, arguably the greatest of all time, Stardew Valley. Uh, oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, that, um, what I just read there was a very slightly modified version <laughs> of the beginning of this game. Your grandfather is unfortunately uh, on his deathbed and he hands you an envelope and he says that exact thing to you. When you feel crushed by the burden of modern life, then you'll be ready for this gift. And, um, spoiler, his gift, uh, is the deed or the uh, instructions to his farm, uh, where he retreated to when he felt crushed by the burden of modern life. And your gift Um, to him could be turning his bed into a ping pong table. Yes. Or a (laughs) green froggy chair. That's, um, for those who don't know. There have been many uh, mods to the game that have been going around mm-hmm. as of late, yep. and it's just changing Grandpa's bed into different chaotic things in the beginning of Stardew Valley. So he is his bed. There is no bed. His bed is a ping pong table, and he is the envelope. He's in the envelope, and it goes on and on and on. Because they've ran out of other things to try to add to the game oh uh, with mods. They're like, you know what? Let's go this way. Now, M, you and I absolutely love this game. <laughs> and we've talked about it a few times before. Um, and actually, as a result of this podcast, one of our things that we can hang our hat on is that we have actually introduced this game to at least one listener. There's so, more than one. That, yeah, there you go. More <laughs> than one. So... Um, we were talking about Stardew Valley and we talked, we said, you know what? It can be a touch overwhelming because we have talked to some people who I just knowing what I know about them would think that they would really like the game and they'd really enjoy the game. Um, but some of them bounced off of it. Like they gave it a try and they bounced off a little bit. Uh, so we figured why not do an episode where we talk a little bit about like a beginner's guide to Stardew Valley What are some tips and tricks and things that we wished we knew going in uh, that maybe if we share those with some other people, they'll be uh, they'll be more inclined to give it a try. You know, I was talking with a friend this week and she was mentioning that she listens to the podcast, even though um, she doesn't really know a lot about what we're talking about because she doesn't play a lot of video games. And I think that this game could be one of those that could be an entry point for a lot of people. It's so accessible. It's on everything. It's on phones. It's on everything. Um, I feel like I've seen people play it on a Tesla screen in the <laughs> middle. <laughs> um, 
So like I've seen it running on there. Uh, I think people have had Which it running the on their opposite. Uh, on their smart on smart fridges. The opposite so, like, of the point of Stardew Valley is to play it on a yes. Tesla. <laughs> yes, that is the darkest timeline. Um, that is a Joja but... <laughs> timeline. Yes, the Joja timeline. But um, you know, I think with the right um, with the right attitude, the right and just some little help. I think this game could really be amazing for so many people. I think um, so, to, to piggyback yeah. off of that, because one yep. of our friends a couple weeks ago said to us, you know, I really wanted to get into that game, but the time limit, and this is the first thing I'll say, um, watching your time is truly important. So in Stardew Valley, the time cuts off at 2 a.m., Time moves in mm-hmm. increments of 10 minutes, not really 10 minutes. It'll go 7.10, 7.20, 7.30, and each 10 is like seven t- seconds in real time. So it seems like you're on a timer to get things done. But I think as you said to her when we mm-hmm. were speaking, there's no end so you have to this game. You could play when you're on year 37 – of Stardew yep. Valley. You can play and play and play because you don't age and neither does anyone else. So you can keep going with your farm for eternity. And that's why there are so many uh, theories that it's uh, purgatory or hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Which if it's I hell, I'll... Staunchly, staunchly against. But, I'm against, um, but I'll go but yeah, there. That was, my first, <laughs> that was my first tip too, was don't rush things. No, you know, like, no, no, no. You don't, don't have to rush. Don't feel pressured it's easy to feel pressured to like oh i want to get things in this particular season because you'll see right off the bat that the game is broken into seasons you start off uh in spring there and are then 28 days in summer, each season right there are four and seasons in 28 and days fall and winter and then you're back around to spring again of course um but don't feel rushed don't feel rushed on a particular day don't feel rushed in a particular season you know, play at your own pace and do your own thing because there really isn't anyone watching over you in terms of, you know, they, they, they'll mention early on in the game uh, uh, at year three, you know, your your grandpa will like, you know, they'll mention that, oh, that they'll allude to year three being some kind of an ending. Um, it's but it's not. really not. And and. Even if things are not where you want them to be after you can three years, always, no big deal. You can always, you can go, back always go back to that point to mm-hmm. redo whatever you need to do. And exactly. Exactly. I don't think you should ever beat yourself up, especially in the beginning when you have the worst tools and your health bar is low and your energy is oh, low yeah. and you're trying to chop down trees and you're trying to break rocks open and you go to sleep at 2 p.m. because you're out of energy. Don't beat yourself up. Just go to sleep. I mean, I I do that in real life. I, I don't beat myself up anymore. I just go to sleep at 2 p.m. So. Yep. 2 a.m. <laughs> no. Yeah, 2 a.m. No. when I'm doing no, the yeah. semantle. Uh, right. I wish I went to sleep at 2 p.m. So I kind of was tr- going to try to break things down down into seasons but i didn't want to give any spoilers whatsoever um Mm -hmm. and 
just wanted to kind of go through um spring is the season where you start in stardew valley Mm -hmm. so and there's a lot of elements to this game you know like there's a lot of it's called a farming game but farming is only one thing in the game there's farming there's mining there's fishing there's mini games for festivals there's a social aspect um there's foraging there's foraging just going and collecting things you there's know. combat but it, but again the combat is like cutesy combat because you're fighting slimes except in specific places where it's not exactly cutesy and still scares me to this day all right but that's that's okay mm-hmm. because there's so many things to do mm-hmm. so um i would say for a newly minted stardew farmer mm-hmm. i would get into a pattern mm-hmm. so wake up pet your dog so it's it's, it's mm-hmm. important to pay attention to your animals um water your crops if it's not raining if it's raining you don't have to water your crops makes mm-hmm. sense chop down the trees to get all the lumber forage mm-hmm. and what we mean by forage pick stuff up off the ground anything anything that's One not of your favorite nailed pastimes. down just pick it yeah. up there's in the spring there's spring onions there's leeks there's horseradish uh, there's all kinds flowers. of there's flowers and generally if you want to make friends with people which I personally don't do until year two. I was going to say I hold off on that as well usually but but if that's the way you want to play the game feel free you know like that's the thing it's wide open if you want to focus on relationships early go for it it's going to be hard to do that because they like yeah, certain a little bit. things but yeah. Flowers are generally liked by most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily focus on on crops until I get the greenhouse. Um, so interesting. Okay. I definitely do some crops early, but it's way more limited. Like I, think, I only do. I think a doing little bit. the cheapest crops and the ones that you need for whatever quests, whatever mm-hmm. um, things that people ask for or send you letters in the mail. Mm-hmm. But like growing parsnips, they are very, very, they short grow time and they're inexpensive. But yep, to make money early in the game, just forage, pick stuff up off the ground. The, all of the bushes they grow berries. They grow salmon berries. You can collect all those and you can sell them. Mm-hmm. Blackberries in the fall. Yep. So I wouldn't sell your raw materials, all of your raw, raw materials. I screwed up my first game by selling all of my raw materials. Like I sold all of my wood. I sold all of my, my rocks. I sold all of... So I think the easiest thing that I after you start clearing the trees, start to make chests to hold things because you don't have a very large backpack. 
And, you know, that's one of my tips. I wanted to just add one thing to that uh, pattern that you were talking about, wake up, pet the dog. Uh, one thing I would add to that is get used to watching your television. Yes. You have a little TV in your house. It's always a good idea to check the television. Now, if there's a couple of things that are on the television all the time. Uh, one's a weather report, tell you what the weather's going to be like the next day. Not super important, in, you know. but if you really want to plan ahead, you could. But not super important. There's a fortune teller. Again, not super the important. The fortune teller is important um, because... Um, well, it can it can be if you're really trying for, to get into like fish, how lucky you're going to be. If it is, if you yeah. care about how yeah. lucky you're going to be. Right, right. So, you know, that that's something you can definitely look into. But one thing you definitely want to start watching, there's one that gives you tips uh, on how to play the game, right? Um, it's... Uh, yeah. Living with the land or living something like that. I don't know. Uh, but the other thing that you want to make sure that you catch is just like real life, make sure you catch the cooking shows. So the Queen of Sauce. The Queen of Sauce is the cooking show. You want to just start that early just so catching it. You won't have a kitchen right off the bat or anything like that. But when you get it later on, it'll be helpful to have seen those episodes. And I wish someone had told me that early on. I know. Because once I got a kitchen, I'm like, oh, that's the oh, the cooking show. That's how I get recipes. And then I'm like, oh, man, I missed so many cooking shows. So I had to kind of like go through and then there are reruns, again but you have beginning. to wait years. It's, They're true. Yeah. It, yeah. It'll be like every other year. The Queen of Sauce will make coleslaw on spring, uh, spring yes. day 15. But right. it's. Like on every odd year, on every right. even year, she'll make red plate or something else. So yeah, you have. So if to... you catch it, if you catch it in the morning, and that's part of your little routine when you wake up, uh, then that way you know you have it, you have it saved because you only need to see a recipe once on the Queen of Sauce, and then you know it. Yes, you can also buy yeah, so... recipes from Gus. So there's some pretty ba- like tortilla. Um, that's true. Yep, you can get so some basic ones. There's some yep. basic recipes from. Gus. Um, the other thing in uh, the Star Drop Saloon, you can find every day. Sometimes you can find. I'll go over garbage cans in a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you can find because he has different specials every day. So you can grab things that different townies like that you might not know the recipe to, or you might not mm-hmm. have the crops to make that recipe but gus might sell it and he might be selling three of them so you can grab all of those and save them for later that is true and that's a great tip as well now a moment ago uh before i jumped in with the uh the queen of sauce thing you were talking a little bit about um making chests to store items and i think that's a great tip but an, that goes along with another tip. You know, you might be doing all this foraging and stuff like that, and you're going to find out that your backpack, which is how you carry items around, fills up really quickly. And yeah. uh, that can definitely be a little frustrating, I think, for a new player, because you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm having to go back to my town, my, uh, you know, my selling box every few minutes. I'm having to go make, you know. Or worse, kind of you this. have to throw things out. Yes. So... You know, first of all, some things you can throw out if you want um, to clear out some space. But the other thing is, 
in the store, the main store, which is Pierre's shop. It's in downtown Stardew Valley. Pierre's general store closed on Wednesdays. Uh, Yes, closed Wednesdays. Um, You can uh, you can buy an upgraded backpack. Now, it is not they do reference this in the game, but it is not in the normal. If you go talk to Pierre, he'll be selling lots of things. But none of those things will be the backpack. It's just on the counter. The backpack counter. is a separate thing that you have to click on on the counter. Uh, and uh, though the second backpack, up- there's two backpack upgrades. The second one is quite a bit. You know, it's 10,000, uh, you know, G, uh, which is the money, um, which is a considerable amount. Uh, it won't be later in the game, but it is a considerable amount early on. Uh, the first one is still nothing to it's sneeze at 2, either. 000? I think it's twenty five hundred. That's two thousand. Yeah, I just I just tried still, to buy it. <laughs> yeah, but definitely worth it. I try to get that early because honestly, it just increases your potential of things that you can do in a day. It's like wearing a dress um, with pockets. There you go. Much <laughs> like that. Yes, I've heard. All right. So uh, we're foraging. We're Another we're going around the town. Garbage what else? Cans. What else do we need to be on the lookout for? Um, so garbage cans in uh, Main Pelican Town Square. You've got some garbage cans. There's one outside of Jojamart. There's one by Clint's. There's one by the library. There's one by Lewis's house. There's one by the Stardrop Saloon. There's one. I think everybody's house by has George's. One near it. Yeah. George and Evelyn's house. There's one by. Uh, Kent and Jody's house, and there's one by Emily and uh, and Haley's house. So, these garbage cans. You can just click on them, and something will pop out, or it won't. Sometimes, it's a diamond. Sometimes, it's a disgusting Joja Cola. Sometimes, it's actual garbage. Sometimes, it's a rare cooked plate that you would never get. So look in the garbage cans. However, make sure mm-hmm. that no one this is, is an important tip. <laughs> no one is standing around because they will ostracize you for digging through the trash, <laughs> which Yep. Who throws out a perfectly good pink cake or right. or a diamond? Yeah, I mean, really here I'm blaming the, the 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 it's not my fault for going through the trash to pick up their diamonds. It's their fault for throwing out diamonds. <laughs> okay, and, but yes, you have to be slick about it. Do not get caught. That can hurt your reputation, as you might imagine, with some of the townsfolk. Um, so that is a that is a great tip. But you know, again, check those garbage cans. Not something you would think to do necessarily. Yeah. Um, yep. So. This is the tip when that I always think of first when a new player asks me, well, how do I make money? Because mm-hmm. it is extraordinarily difficult to make money in this game. It's not like Animal Crossing where you can just sell literally anything. I mean, you can sell anything, but it's not going to be worth that no, much. No, it's not like I'm going to sell an apple. It's worth 300 bells. No. No. The no. the monetary the inflation rate in Pelican Town in the valley is not uh not as not as great as Animal Crossing. So 
one of the things that I always look for, if you go down to the beach and collect all of the shells and things that are down there and sell. That's another good foraging opportunity. Yep. So when I was saying to make chests with wood, don't sell all your raw materials. Don't sell the wood because down at the beach, you can unlock the beach bridge pretty early in the game. And that mm-hmm. has more opportunities for beach foraging, for shells and stuff. And those have a heftier sale price than other stuff you would forage. So keep that in mind. Collect shells, sell them. That's all the time, all seasons. That's a great tip. That is a great tip as well. Um, you know, one other thing that I think can sometimes throw people off a little bit is if you're playing on a console, you know, early on, you know, we're talking about doing all these things, really try to get comfortable with the controls. Yeah. Um, I have had people that I introduced to the game and like, for example, they were pausing every time they wanted to try to switch tools or something like that. That is not the way it has no. to be. No, certainly not. You can use <laughs> the shoulder buttons, the L and R buttons, and uh, left and right trigger buttons to easily navigate your inventory. Uh, and that can really make things a lot easier. So, you know, getting to use the controls is a, is a, just a general helpful tip. Dougie asked me about one of the controls today Mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing the same thing that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just second nature to me at this point. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I have to go back and do it because I go into like a fugue state Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm just playing Stardew Valley. And I'm like, I I don't know. I have to go do it. And then I'll tell you what it is. Yes, and I was just, I, I've done the same thing where I've been like, I don't know, i got to think about this here because I'm definitely used to, you know, my routine while I'm playing, um, you know, and just doing what I'm doing. All right, so uh, on an average day, we're going out, we're chopping trees, we're foraging, checking our garbage cans. Another thing you can do around town is, and it can be pretty good for earning some money, is some fishing. Yes. Now, I do want to pre-warn everybody that the fishing game the fishing mini game, uh, like many fishing mini games, can be a touch frustrating, for sure. Uh, I will say it gets easier as you go. When I started playing Stardew Valley, yep, I was infuriated with the, f- sure. and I thought I would never catch a fish. Mm-hmm. So you do have to kind of get the knack of it, and it definitely takes some practice. Uh, Your first fishing rod is gifted to you by the town fisherman who lives down at the beach. His name is Willie. And uh, he's a great, great little character. I like him a lot. Really into fishing. Um, And he gives it to you. Now, if you are struggling with the rod that Willie gives you, uh, another thing to keep in mind is there is a training rod for sale for very reasonable price in his little shop, which is, again, right by the oceanfront. So if you really are struggling with the minigame, that's another good tip. Know that there are there is help out there in the form of the training rod, which can be helpful. Uh, and again, as you do it, you'll, you'll get used to it for sure. And as you get later into the game, there's other things that can help you uh, make fishing a little easier uh, to catch some of the more challenging uh, fish. The training rod can't catch every fish, but it can be pretty helpful. So don't get discouraged uh, by the fishing game. It does take a little bit of practice, and it can be a little frustrating at times. But um, again, it's just one element of uh, a larger game. 
And once you upgrade your fishing rods, you can mm-hmm. add different lures. You can add bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it does get easier. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does. You know, it over a few different steps. Like the next up would be the fiberglass uh, rod where you can add bait. And then the, the best rod, which I believe is the iridium, iridium rod yeah. or something like that. Um, you can add both bait and those lures, which can really make it easier. Um, so that's that's uh, that's really helpful. So as you're making your way through your first season, your spring, right? You're collecting stuff, you're grabbing stuff. You might find that the few crops that if you've decided to plant some crops, you might find that some of your crops are all of a sudden disappearing. And you're like, what, what happened here? <laughs> I was growing this parsnip and... It's I spent all my money on parsnips. I, I, right. I, I was I spent money on this because you got to spend money to make money. Um, and so I planted these crops and it, they were growing fine. And what happened? Uh, unfortunately, just like real life, sometimes there are some pests that can uh, get into your crops. And some of them are in the in the uh, form of crows. What do you need to get rid of crows? A scarecrow, of course. So you can craft a scarecrow pretty early on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they cover a pretty wide area. You don't need a scarecrow every few feet or anything like that. Um, but uh, but they really can help keep... Uh, and when you click on them, they tell you how many away. how many crows they encounter. Yes, they let you know how, how productive they've been. <laughs> As you get deeper into the game, there'll be some fun novelty scarecrows yeah. that are called rare crows. Uh, those are those are fun to collect and, uh, you know, but uh, just a basic scarecrow, they'll do the job. The, the rare crows don't do any better of a job. They do the same. Um, so and I love your tip. You had uh, brought up another tip that, you know, rainy days, that's a great opportunity to go into the mines, yes. which is another uh, area that we've talked about. And you can start mining pretty early on mm-hmm. in the game. So mm-hmm. going into the mines, you can't unlock the elevator until you get to floor five. So that is a hot tip. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are in the mines, sometimes you get to floors and there are mine carts or what looks like a, almost like a like a messenger bag on the floor. <laughs> yeah. They're filled yep. with coal. So don't just... Wa- I feel like it almost looks like a guitar case or okay. something. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah. So messenger bag, guitar case. It looks like a satchel on the ground. Don't mm-hmm. walk by those. Click on them. Hit them with something. Coal will fall out. Um, and coal is useful for a bunch of things, especially crafting. That's another thing you wouldn't want to sell, just like yeah. the stone or, or wood. You want to hold on to that coal because it can be really helpful um, later. Always bring food with you into the mines, especially when you just start the game. Because you do encounter monsters in the mines and you need to have sustenance with you when you are down there. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, one thing I like about this, though, is that like, you know, we we talk about a lot of cozy games on this podcast. And, you know, we talk about uh, you, how much you dislike combat. But one thing I like about this is like the mines are where the combat is. You're not going to just randomly no. run into enemies anywhere unless you choose it, that on your it. farm. You can choose. Yes, a monster right. Farm. But if you've yeah. made that choice, then then that's well, that's then for you. you. Have, yeah. You know, right. you made but, your bed. Uh, but the default, you're not you're not going to run into 
uh, monsters anywhere other than in the mines. But when you go into the mines, you got to be ready for it for sure. So keep an eye on time when you are in the mines. Um, yeah, it's easy to lose track. It's far enough away from your house. So I would start leaving the mines early on in the game at midnight. When you get that first warning that you're starting to get tired, I would leave the mine and I would walk home up and around Robin's house and cut back down to your house. Don't walk all the way around town. That's too far. And you might pass out. And when you pass out, you lose money, you lose items. If Linus doesn't find you, which it's a roll of the dice, then people steal your stuff. That is true. Yep, you always do lose some money in that case. Um, so uh, if, if you're not lucky enough to have Linus find you or something like that. So you want to try to not fall asleep anywhere but your bed. Now, I have to also point out that that means <laughs> Also a to, good tip for... Uh... <laughs> yes, for life as for well. For life. Um, that is, though, I will tell you this. So if you do happen to be caught out, though, you will, as soon as the clock turns 2 a.m., you will fall asleep no matter where you are. Um, it's not up to the and end of the world. The floor of your own house. Oh yes, if you do not, and if you are not in your bed, in the bed, and click the button for sleep, you will, you will be, uh, you will be collected. And sometimes people are like, I found you. I'm like, you were walking You're around in, my you, house. Is this breaking and entering? <laughs> yeah, then you happen to find me and Morris brought me to from the Jojo health center. Mart? Yeah, no. Uh, so, um, now. Early on, somewhat early on in the game, um, there are some decisions that you definitely need to start making. Now, one of the first decisions that you get to make is uh, they'll ask you, do you want a pet? Mm. And so you do have some options. And I say yes, cat, all of them. Cat or dog. <laughs> and then you can, uh, there are a few different ones now. You can only have one pet. You can only have one of them, but yes. there are some to choose from. Like early on when you're first creating your character in the character creation screen, I think you can choose what your dog will look like yes. or whether you would prefer a dog or a cat, which one will be offered to you later in the game. Um, and then, you know, when they offer it to you, you have the option to keep keep the animal or not. Uh, but you only get one shot. So, so uh, if, you if you turn that dog away, you're a cold-hearted monster. Yes, and you should stop listening to this podcast. And you should go no, your Jojamar no. route. <laughs> yes. Playing this yes. game. Another, <laughs> right, and that brings us to another important decision. Uh, and really, it's only the illusion of a decision because there is only one Real, right choice. There's, there's the right choice and there's the wrong choice. There are two stores, <laughs> mainly, that you can buy materials from in Pelican Town. There is Pierre's quaint little shop. I don't and agree then, with Pierre either. He up he marks up the prices. Then there is Joja Mart. Joja Mart is the corporation that you are working for that crushes your soul. The Joja Corporation. That's the one that you feel crushed by the that helps crush your uh uh, your it, your feelings of, of just, happiness and joy in the beginning that causes you to open the envelope in the first place. But you are <laughs> confronted with a decision in Stardew Valley whether or not you want to um, 
take, uh, you know, go the Joja Mart route and support Joja Mart, or, f- or if you want to go another way, the community center. We'll just call, the community we'll just say center. the community center because uh, we yep. don't want to give anything away. So the community center. Um, so you can either, if you go the Joja Mart route, you'll be paying for everything, which it's all money. It's all That's money. It. It's capitalism, baby. But community center, you need to collect different items for different bundles. So one will be a fishing bundle. And you might have an, the option of here are six choices, find five of them. There's right. a foraging bundle, there's a spring bundle, there's a summer bundle, there's a fall bundle, there's a quality crops bundle, there's a mining bundle, there's, you know, uh, one with rocks and hardwood and wood. So there's all, when you complete things in the community center or in Joja Mart, whatever, uh, mm-hmm you will get improvements to your town. And once you start getting yep. these improvements, your game will drastically change. Yes, for the better. Oh my gosh, um, I feel like of, I'm playing with a handicap right now. Right. As you not only so one thing I like about the bundle system in the community center. Now, again, M and I have joked around about it just now, but really the community center is the only choice in, in our opinion because really if you go the Jojo Mart route, that You're is... You're a monster. Yeah, that's not a good way to be. Not a good way to be. So you try to restore this community center, and each room has these different bundles, as Em was saying. And uh, what I like is, though, because they're so different, like she said, there was a fishing one, and there's crops one, and a foraging bundles and everything, uh, it really lets you explore the different areas of the game and check those things out. And... Um, as you complete them, you get smaller rewards. Uh, as you donate things to the bundles, you only have to donate one of each item that they're looking for uh, in most cases. Sometimes there'll be a little group and it'll say, oh, 10 of this or five of that. But for the most part, it's often just one. Um, but you're collecting these things, you're donating them, and you're getting little rewards along the way. But once you complete all the bundles in a particular room, that's when you get those big rewards. Uh, and M, I think your point uh, as to the most lucrative one was for sure the greenhouse. So the greenhouse before, because winter is going to be mm-hmm. tough when you are a farmer. Yeah, definitely. But as for any farmer, as it would as be. As for you anyone, know. if you have uh, yep. seasonal affective disorder. Um, <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> um, but when you have the greenhouse, you can grow all kinds of things and there are a lot of regenerating plants, so plants that will keep just growing, cycling things. So blueberries, ancient fruit. I know you like to be a cranberry farmer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Coffee, chili peppers, eggplants, hops. Um, there's all kinds. So you have almost like a, a perennial and an annual, to put it in horticultural terms. Uh, so the annuals, you'll plant and you get one so a lot of the flowers you will harvest them you only get one but with these Mm -hmm. blueberries if you plant them you harvest 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 if you plant them outside and they're a seasonal plant a seasonal crop you'll lose that crop when it is winter time if you have a greenhouse 
it will never die. You'll just keep getting blueberries. You'll keep getting cranberries. You'll keep getting ancient fruit, which is the best forever. Yep. Um, yep. So the greenhouse is one of the best things for a new farmer to work toward in the beginning of the mm-hmm. game, in my opinion. So No, I think that's an excellent goal for sure. Because once that happens, once you get the greenhouse and you start planting some things, some regenerative plants in the greenhouse, money becomes a lot less of an issue with the game. And so if yeah. that was something that for the game was stressing you, you out a little bit or the hands around pressured. your neck of you don't yeah. feel the capitalism hands around your neck so tightly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. So like, um, you know, so if you again, if you were able to do it, then that is uh, that is a great way to be. It really, really does open up the game. You know, another quality of life thing that uh, you can do. We talked about mining a moment ago. Uh, but in the mines, another thing that you'll find is yet another resource that can be helpful that you really shouldn't sell. And that is little pieces of copper, little pieces of iron, mm-hmm. and little pieces of gold, uh, at least to start. And uh, those, uh, the game will walk you through. You also those might can find artifacts down there, too. That's true. Artifacts as well. Don't sell those. Um, <laughs> that you can either sell or donate to the museum. Your choice. Um but uh, those uh, those items are really important, those uh, resources, because they can help you upgrade your tools. Yes. And uh, that, that can make farming a lot easier, you know, and that can make just, um, it can give you access to new areas as you upgrade your axe or mm-hmm. your, uh, your pickaxe. Uh, you can clear boulders that you weren't able to take care of before or large logs that you couldn't take care of before. But again, don't feel the pressure to like get these out of here day one. You're not going to start off day one and there's all these uh, weeds everywhere and grass and other things. You're not going to clear all of that and get your farm in order in one day. That's what the game is all if about. If we started far, so, if we became farmers tomorrow, um, yeah, I feel like what we've done with our Stardew Valley farms, it would take us 100 years to complete it. Life. Yes. It would take yep. generations. Of us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> For sure. Um yep. so to piggyback off of that with your tools, there's also and artifacts and things like that and donating to the library. There's also these spots in the ground that have like almost looks like worms or like wiggly things coming out. Look yep, for I call them the worms. Yeah, worms. That's what I call them too. It yep. could be seeds, it could be artifacts, it could be clay, it could be books for the library. And if it's books for the library, some it will tell you all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's super helpful. Yeah, sometimes it's Marnie writing about animals like animal husbandry. Sometimes it's like hot gossip telling you about like all the people in town. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's some scandalous stuff. Yeah. So it, sometimes it's gaming tips. Sometimes it's how to play the game. Sometimes it's the best way to farm, the best way to raise animals. But sometimes it's just like gossip rags. <laughs> yeah. And that is, and so that is a really cool uh, mechanic that the game uses to give you tips and to try to help you along. 
you know, so definitely be open to that. But this seems like a good opportunity to talk about another thing. And that is, let's say that you're not finding enough library books, you're not getting the answers uh, that you're looking for. Please do not hesitate to go on the Stardew Valley Wiki. Everyone uses the Wiki. Everybody does. It's, and it's not a situation like we were talking about with the, the point-and-click games where M doesn't want to look up. It's not a puzzle. I don't want any help, you know, solving puzzles. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, but it's, there's just such a huge wealth of information that it would be impossible for anybody to have it all memorized and have it all at the ready. Everyone's favorite gifts. And, I mean, um, we everyone's birthdays and where, to, where where and when to get certain fish and other things. We have encyclopedic yeah. knowledge, I think, of Stardew Valley, but, but like, we by know. no means know everything. Oh my God, no, certainly. I not. learned stuff about this game, then I'm like, whoa. Um, but use the yep. wiki, and like you said, like villagers' birthdays, giving them gifts. Check the calendar in town next to Pierre. There's a bulletin board and a calendar and the bulletin board you can pick up odd jobs but the calendar mm -hmm. you can see when the festivals are in town and the birthdays and the festivals go to the festivals because you can talk to everyone and that gives you a little bit of a leg up with all the people in town Yep, they're all in one place for they're starters all in one they're not place at the same all around time. doing their own routine they're all in one spot and, so that's helpful um if you say win the fishing tournament, that wins you popularity points with everyone who is there instead of mm -hmm. working towards whatever. Um, but if you look at the calendar and it says it's someone's birthday, you can give them their most loved gift and it will give you ultimate brownie points. Even if you give them just a liked gift, it will mean oh, yeah. like so They'll much. really appreciate it. Yeah. So check the calendar. That's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty basic one. Yeah, that is a good one for sure. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, I think it's really important to just say that again, you're just trying to approach this game in whatever way works for you and do what you want. I did notice in starting a new game that there were accessibility features that uh, I didn't know existed. <laughs> There's a thing that makes it easier to complete the community center that you can check right from the beginning. Like in your, uh, in so, next, like when you check your inventory? Uh, nope, it's just where? from like when you're starting out the game, when you're starting the game new. There are some things where that you can check to make it, uh, to make things a little easier. There are what? also some <laughs> settings that you can adjust, but like there's definitely things you can check out. So again, if you're, if you bounced off it before, maybe turn on some of those or look into some of those accessibility features. Uh, because once you get into it, yeah, maybe you'll want to go back and do it, you know, the original way perhaps. But at the least, you know, get that playthrough that really can get you into it, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's worth checking out. And, like, so we've talked about, I think, one of the last, I will end with, because I'm not going to go through like Chris. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to wrap it up for sure. But, like that. I, but I feel like we've covered a. I feel like we've covered a lot of really good tips. Don't focus on getting like a husband or a wife or a life partner immediately. Like it's it's no. fine. You mm -hmm. you do you. Yep. In Stardew Valley, don't fo or dating the whole town. You could do that too, uh, but you don't have to do that. Take your time. 
You can play this game forever. You can talk to anyone. You can take your sweet time. Um, and the one tip that I think helped me the most on my second playthrough was mm-hmm. when I completed the community center, um, the cart merchant lady with the hippo with the fez Oh, so, she is so helpful. I call it the pig, the purple pig cart. <laughs> I thought it was a because hippo. it looks like the cart is being pulled by a large pig. I thought it was a hippo. <laughs> I don't know. I have no he idea. He has a fez I don't know what it and is. sunglasses on, regardless. And it's yes, like a merchant that much cart. Is accurate. It's just south of your farm. It's right across the path from Marnie. I believe it shows up on Fridays and Sundays. See, I, I learned something initially. new. I just I just go and check randomly. Oh, no, I think it's there on Fridays and Sundays, I believe. <laughs> All right. There we go. There we go. Learning something about Stardew Valley all the time. So you can use her to get rare goods that you don't necessarily have yet to complete the community center. So, for example, you need a duck feather. I know that. I know. Absolutely. I know, that's one of yes, them. Yes, I know. Sure. Absolutely. You need a duck feather because that's something I struggled with. Uh, I mm-hmm. know that I struggled with getting a truffle. So, and that's something because you don't have the buildings that you need to get the animals that you need and you have to upgrade those buildings and then you have to mature those animals. So if you talk to this merchant lady, it might be a little more expensive, but it's worth it to buy one truffle for 1800 gold and then complete your community center. So always keep a lookout south of your farm across from Marnie. Uh, But something that was added later in your inventory, there's a tree button that you can check the community center and see what you're missing. You don't have to walk all the way there. Yes, that is a huge, huge And that was added pretty recently because, like, you would have to walk back and forth. Like... What do I need? What do I need? What do I need? You'd walk back and forth from the community center. All the time. Um, the button underneath that, organ- there's a, it almost looks like stacks of paper. You can organize your inventory. That's super helpful. And then mm-hmm. when you open up a chest, you can hit add to existing stack and it will pull anything from your backpack and add it to the pile. So say you're carrying 50 rocks and you have 250 in a chest. If you hit add to existing stack, it'll make it a stack of 300 in that chest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh Yep. Oh, and last hot tip. Yeah, in right. the fall, what do we got? go through the haunted mm-hmm. maze, get the pumpkin and sell it. It's worth a lot of money. <laughs> that is true. That's a good tip. And that's, that is a good tip. I think that's a... Uh, I think that's a good start. I'm sure we'll be back to talk more Stardew Valley on a future episode at some point. But I think that's hopefully we've given you enough little tips and tricks uh, to really dive in there. Now, again, this game is on everything. Yes. You can get it for about $15 as a normal price on uh, on Switch. You can get it for $15, I believe, most of the time on, on Steam, um, on the um, mobile devices, it's about it's $5. $5. I mean, this, I again, I've bought this game 
four or five times on my own. I have the and the then board I bought game. it for my children. <laughs> and I this game doesn't owe me a dime. No, I have I have played so many hundreds of hours and loved every minute of it. Give it a try. Five dollars. Just dive in. Give it a try on the mobile. Or, uh, again, give it a try on if you have the Switch or if you have a computer or anything. Give it a whirl. See if uh, if you can get in there because it really is relaxing. Um, that's another thing. I, I find it so relaxing. Well, our friend play a, Ken play a little bit. said yep. newly minted farmer. Uh, one yep. of our newly minted farmers uh, said that he's been playing it and really enjoys it. And I get migraines, and mm-hmm. he mentioned something like that too. And it is the music to Stardew Valley is so calming. It really is. You turn it on and you just chill out. Like you don't have to go in the mines to combat, but if you level yourself up enough, you'll be fine. If if Absolutely. I'm telling you that a crybaby loser. <laughs> <laughs> if M's comfortable with the combat, then anybody can But I will can say, before you start like combat. going into the combat, before you start like, especially going into the mines, I have because I was playing it before, and I'm on. I just did the egg festival, so that's how I just started this game. I have mm-hmm. no magnet ring, and I have no glow ring. You can wear rings, and you pick them up all the time. But having a magnet ring attracts all your items to you, and having a glow mm-hmm. ring, you would omit, omit a glow. You emit a glow. And I'm so used to that, playing so long. I'm like, what's happening? Why is it so dark? And why are all my items all the way over there? That is exactly what I was experiencing. <laughs> that exact thing. I'm so used like to having a, having those rings on my character handicap. that I'm like, why is this so dark? <laughs> so dark and my rock I'm won't like, come to my person. What did they do with the lights in here? I'm like, uh-huh. oh, wait, no. I just normally ring. have the glow ring and I don't so right now. So if you can pick yeah. up a glow ring, because it's usually either a monster drop in the cave. Yeah, you'll find you'll them. find you'll, you'll find you, and sometimes you'll find too many. And you're like, what the heck am I supposed to do with all these glow rings? Yeah. Sell them. Now remember, things that you get in the mine. That's another tip uh-huh. that you know people Oof. sometimes don't realize. Some things that you can't sell in your box, you can sell to some of the merchants. Yes. Uh-huh. Like uh, the monster guild guy will buy a lot of the stuff Marlin. you find, like extra rings and things Marlin like that. Marlin and Gill in the monster guild house that's over there by the go. cave. Yeah, they'll they'll yep. buy your stuff off of you. They'll buy yep. slime. They'll buy rings. They'll buy old swords. They'll buy for very. It's it's like selling your old car. Yeah, you don't need it anymore. But it's, you got a nice shiny it's new one for a very 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 lesser value than you bought it for. But what are you going to do? No one else has taken yep. it. <laughs> there it is. So. All right. That's, that, I think, is uh, all in all. Watch your TV. Pet your pet. <laughs> Check yep. the calendar. Get out there, folks. Get out there. Yep. Have fun. Get out there. Milo just let out yep. the biggest snore. <laughs> well, apparently... <laughs> He's he's heard enough about Stardew Valley. He always hears <laughs> enough about Stardew Valley. All right. So, 
Um, M, do you want to tell people where they can find us on social media if they want to talk to us more about Stardew Valley or anything? I don't know if anyone wants to talk to us about Stardew Valley. There might be someone <laughs> who doesn't know us in person who wants to communicate with us about, uh, about Stardew Valley. All right. You can follow us on social media. Our Instagram is friends are far out. Our Twitter is at Fafopod. That's F is in Frank. A is in Apple. Apple. F is in Frank. O is in Olive. And Pod as in podcast. On Reddit, we are friends are far out. And I've been kind of posting on our Reddit, but I think we are the only two people on our Reddit. So far. <laughs> so far. So far. So if you're yes. on Reddit, come and give come it. Yeah, us. come and give us a shout. Uh, on the web. Our community will be a nice place. So it is. It's going to be a cozy place. You can post pictures of your pet. You can ask nice questions. You can get. We could talk about reality TV. We could talk about whatever you'd like. Bring your Stardew Valley memes. Stay for the <laughs> stay, uh, talk about. Stay for uh, the friendship. Uh, yes, there you go. Our email is friendsarefaroutout at gmail.com. And our Facebook is friendsarefaroutout. Eventually, we'll be on Twitch. I know we both have co-ops, uh, Stardew Valley co-op farms. So maybe we'll do something like that. That could be fun. All right. That could so, be fun. But, yeah. All right. Find us. Find us on our uh, yes. on our socials. We are out there and friends. Our Instagram. Are far out. You know, someone <laughs> someone really posts some some fire memes on our Instagram. <laughs> You're darn right. You're darn right. That's our social media coordinator. So shout out to her. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So episode nine, our last episode in the single digits. Wow. I know. All right. Consistency. Count it. This has been another episode of the Friends Are Fire Out podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm your host, Jay. And I'm M. Please remember that if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or on Spotify, wherever you get the show, that can really help us out. Also, tell a friend about the show, because of course, friends are far out. That's going to do it for us today from Pelican Town. <laughs> we will see you in the valley. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.